Across Canada on the TSN Radio Network, I'm Andy McNamara, coming to you from the TSN 1050 studio in Toronto. Great show for you today, folks. What a week six. Got some rematches, got some drama, big matchups too. Winnipeg, Hamilton, can't wait for that bad boy on Friday. Great one today for you, though. James Wilder Jr., star running back for the Argonauts, stops by for behind the helmet, but not just football talk. Not to get to know what his favorite food is or pizza topping. No. I'm going to talk to James Wilder Jr. about his World Wrestling Entertainment tryout. Yes. James Wilder Jr. could be a pro wrestler. I chatted with him a little bit earlier. You guys are going to love this. Behind the scenes and tryouts and, and all that. It is going to be a great interview. Before that, though, Darren Bombing, my guy, covers the Winnipeg Blue Bombers for TSN 1290 in Winnipeg. Hey. Can't argue with the Blue Bombers, baby. Only undefeated team left in the Canadian Football League at 5-0. and They take on the Hamilton Ticats with the second-best record in the CFL at 4-1. and And to wrap it up, as we always do, Ben Kramer from CFL.ca and Daily Roto for CFL Fantasy Tips. So if you have any CFL fantasy football questions, hit me up on Twitter at AndyMC81 or... Jump into the chat room and see behind the scenes here. Watch it live on TSN uh, at the TSN Toronto studio. Twitch.tv slash Andy Mac Live. Twitch.tv slash Andy Mac Live. And uh, we'll get right to it. So uh, let's start with three downs and hit up with the news and notes of the day. First down. All right. So the CFL and TSN panel led by Rod Smith tackles a couple of interesting topics heading into CFL Week 7, such as which team's record has been the most surprising and a who'd-you-rather quarterback question. All right, bring it in, bring it in once again because we got a good drive going. We're through six weeks of the CFL season. We're going to huddle up and talk about it now with Matt Dunnigan, Milt Stiegel, and Davis Sanchez. And, Matt, you're going to start with this. Which team's record is the most surprising to you through six weeks of the season? Is it the Argos at 0-5, the Lions at 1-5, or the Alouettes at 3-2? and I'm going Alouettes 3-2. and two. They mm, fire Mike no. Sherman before the start of the season. Kahari Jones takes over. He loses his starting quarterback. And then Vernon Adams Ooh. takes over. And three yeah, weeks yeah, later, yeah, they're 3-2. Yeah, and yeah, two. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, Kevin yeah, Street gets yeah, fired. Yeah. This, this, this football team has turned the corner. I'm, I'm, as I'm, a with you, surprise. I'm with you. This team over the last two years, they've won eight games. They haven't had a winning record since 2012. Yes. Now yes. they're 3-2, three, and two, three yeah, games in a row. Definitely the Montreal yeah. Alouettes. Three games in a row. Ottawa, 
Edmonton, Hamilton, three quality wins. This team, it was almost laughable at Aren't times. Aren't you guys shocked the Lions wow. are off to a one and five start with Mike Riley? Yes, but yeah. Yeah. I expected this question, but more so. A lot yeah, of changes. Uh, uh, change. yeah. Okay, uh, Milt, how about this? If you have to choose between two quarterback situations, which would you rather have? Mm. Ottawa's uh, or Toronto's? Can I, can I flip a coin? Let me see. I'm going I'm to phone a friend. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with Ottawa. And I say that because we've seen Jonathan Jennings. Wow. And I know it's been years ago, but at least he had some success. Those two guys in Toronto, we haven't seen much out of them. So I'm going to go with you the You got McLeod, Bethel Thompson. You got Michael O'Connor. You got Dakota Prukop for the Toronto Argonauts. I'm going the Toronto Argonauts. Because and you got James the, Franklin uh, no, injured too, no, no, right? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, I'm right talking about the, the yep. youth and, and the possibilities. Okay. We've seen everybody else okay. for the other team. I'm looking yep. at the youth. I'm looking at O'Connor. How I'm about weapons, Maddie? I want to see these guys play. I'm going, with the, I'm going with Maddie in Toronto because what? Toronto has the weapons. The big three that he has to work with hmm. over there, whoever it is playing quarterback. They haven't won a game. I agree but they have more weapons out there. Okay, Chessie, let's move up the standings now and talk about the game of the week. The game of the year coming up, 5-0 Winnipeg in Hamilton to take on the 4-1 Tiger Cats. So this game is most important too. Coming into the season, this was the year for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Mm -hmm. This was their year, Mm -hmm. and if they win this week, it cements them right now at this point in the season as the number one team in the CFL. No doubt it's Winnipeg. I'm going to Hamilton Tiger Cats. They need this win. They Mm -hmm. need to start beating Western teams. They got eight more games against Western teams, only five against Eastern teams. They beat Uh them three times already. They need to – Montreal is nipping at their heels. They need to stay strong. Winnipeg is creating a little cushion. They started off 5-0. So they have a little cushion in the West. As far as Hamilton goes, Montreal is right there, chipping at their chinny-chin-chin. One game behind. Them. Hamilton lose this game, Montreal wins. They're tied for first place, baby. Chipping at top the in the West, chin. top in the East, Friday Night Football. Can't wait for that. Yeah. Until then, that's how up. Ready break. Yeah, can't wait for that either, Rod Smith. That's going to be a great matchup. And, of course, everything is on TSN. It starts Thursday this week, though. you got Calgary at Ottawa. Then That is a 7 o'clock game, 9.30 game on TSN. Argonauts into Edmonton trying to get that first win of the Argos. Friday night football, as uh, the TSN panel just said, Winnipeg into Hamilton. And then the Saturday game, 7 o'clock Eastern start. BC Lions host the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. A rematch of last week's game. But let's keep going here, folks. Let's go. Second down. And you know we love our rankings here on CFL Weekly. So does the CFL panel. Let's see where Rod Smith and the fellas rank the league's top running backs. Top running backs in the CFL. Andrew Harris, William Stanback, William Powell, C.J. Gable, John White, Sean Thomas Erlington, currently injured, and James Wilder Jr. Milk. Go ahead. Do you agree with Slurpee Boy's list here? Slurpee Boy's getting better, but there's a player on this list that's not on this list that should be on this list. He put Sean Thomas Erlington on there, who's injured. So I'm going to put another injured player, the Don, Don Jackson, who I feel Mm. is one of the better running backs in this league. I know he hasn't played much since because he's been hurt, but he's one of the better running backs. And, And if you're number seven on this list, should you be happy? We only have nine teams. I, I, I agree. I'm just asking. I agree with that. I'm just asking. But you look at this. Andrew Harris, Stanback, William Powell, C.J. Gable, John White. Those guys are getting their yards when the game's on the line and when they know the run of the football. Yeah. I, I don't think the same can be held true for James Wilder Jr. Most right. of them have been yards after beatdown, in my opinion. But I think there's a couple veterans that need to be on there. A guy just returned one for a touchdown on a kickoff return, uh, Marcus Thigpen. Marcus Thigpen. I, yeah. I think he needs to be yep. utilized in the backfield. And mm. Brandon Rutley, who's in the lineup for BC right now, making it happen. I love those guys. And there's a couple new guys on the scene, Kadeem Carey, a giant yeah. Crockett. And a kid I love out of Toronto is Brandon Burks. Mm. Yeah, yes. he's, he's got, he's got he's some juice. 
Kadeem Carey as well, but Calgary yeah. might have the best the best run game or or one of them in the top of the league okay. for sure. So those guys I put up I put up there as well. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. We always add names. We're not really taking them off. So, so we go right. on. Slipping. So it is seven eleven. So uh, emphasis eleven when we're talking about these top players. <laughs> so those are the top running backs as per the CFL panel through the first six weeks of the CFL season. Let's go. Third down. And touched on it a second ago. We have the rematch of the BC Lions versus the Rough Riders this Saturday on TSN. And it's going to be very interesting to see what the Lions can do heading home after another loss and another game where franchise quarterback Mike Riley got beat up. The CFL and TSN panel was pretty fired up about this one. Back with Davis Sanchez, Matt Dunnigan, and Milt Stegall. And first of all, we'll give some credit to the Saskatchewan Earth Riders offense for bouncing back after being almost shut down by Calgary two weeks ago. But let's not kid ourselves. The bigger story in this game was what happened when Saskatchewan's defense was on the field and Milt, the ongoing problem the BC Lions have of protecting their franchise quarterback, Mike Riley. This was starting at the end to look as ugly as it was in Edmonton back in week two. Yeah, Mike Riley is making $700,000, but that money's not looking too good right now in BC. The way he He's getting hit game in and game out. There has to be something that changes there. And in this game, uh, defensive line for Saskatchewan played great. But one player in particular who's been hitting Mike Riley every single game since he's played against him, and that's Charlton Hughes. And you look at this game, Charlton Hughes had 10 tackles, three sacks, two forced fumbles. And he not only got to the quarterback, but he also played the run. So they destroyed this offensive line once again. What's going to change? How are they going to protect Mike Riley? Are they going to make some some running backs come in, some offensive line? They can not continue doing what they're doing. I think they're going to be able to win any game. It's a personnel issue. They, they've tried everything that they could do. But back to Charlton Hughes. What a monster game. CC mm. said it on the call. He, he said, that's a good, that's a, not a good game. That's a good, good month, month for some, yeah. some people. That's a monster <laughs> the game. Played a week, played a month. Man, he, was, mm-hmm. he was in a zone. You could tell he was handling the offensive tackles at will, doing what he wanted. Mm-hmm. It was like old man game he had. He had old man game. And you talk about old man. He's one yeah. of the oldest guys in the yeah. league. 35 years old, still getting it done. Yeah. It was a track meet. Around around the two tackles for the BC Lions, mm. and and it was uh, Brian Chu, offensive line coach for the BC Lions, uh, who stellar stellar offensive yeah. lineman and career oh, yeah. that he had. Um, he had Foucault and Boyko chop blocking at the end of the, at the in, in the third and fourth quarter. <laughs> it was it was like that is desperation. That stuff yeah. you do. That stuff you do a, a long time ago in the game. But well, Mike Riley. I, 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 was, I would plead with the coaches from that staff, and most of them played um, the game, and they got to get in front of the players sometimes. I would just you don't want them out there, do you? I don't want them out there in that situation. Yeah. In a three-score game. In a three-score game. Yeah. You know, to, uh, when they played Edmonton a while back, when he got sacked seven times and harassed another 12 or whatever it was, uh, they, their, their, their argument, you can understand. It was a two-score game, but that game was out of hand. I would have pulled them then to get him out of there, get Daniel Bryan some reps, and, and, and Maybe get Daniel Mike Riley keeps getting hit like that. It's becoming a story. And we dropped some stuff tonight to talk about this because it became a story. I want to talk about Cody Fajardo, but no, we're going to talk about this yeah. because yeah. It, is, it is ugly out there. And you're talking about one of the best in the league that is out there getting his tail kicked and they're not taking him off the football field when they need to. That, that's an issue for me. Matt Dunnigan, fired up. I'm with him. You're paying this guy how much money? 700K annually, whatever, and you're not protecting him. Get the ball out of Mike Riley's hands. Protect him. How many weeks have I been saying this all? 
almost all season long. Ricky Ray it. Think and dunk your way out of trouble. Make the pass rush respect you. Make them have to pull back. If the ball's out of your hands, they can't touch you. Okay, I'm, I'm not a defensive coordinator. I'm not an offensive coordinator or head coach. I know the ball's out of your hands. You can't be touched. Protect your damn quarterback. You're one in five. Dude's going to get hurt, and then you're a host. I don't get it with the BC Lions. I just don't get it. Guy who benefited, though, as mentioned earlier, the Shaw CFL's top performers of the week led by Charleston Hughes. How about this? The 38-25 win. Three sacks, two tackles for a loss, ten total tackles, two forced fumbles. Animal. Absolute monster. Then Matt Nichols, Mr. Reliable, right? A 31... I'm going to get into this with Darren Bombing in a, in a moment from TSN 1290 in Winnipeg. 31-1 to over the Red Bucks. What happened? Hey, everybody. Anybody want to see Jonathan Jennings anymore? Anyone? Huh? What? What? No. No. I told you you don't want to see Jonathan Jennings. Terrible. My God. God, put my guy Dominic Davis back in, please. I know what Jonathan Jennings is. Maybe a backup. Give Dominic Davis the reins. That was horrendous. And Matt Nichols, great performance there. 25 of 29, 86.2 completions. Just spectacular. Two touchdowns, zero picks. And uh, Shaq Evans of the Rough Riders had uh, a career night uh, as well there. Uh, Five catches, 158 yards, and a TD. So those are your top performers of the week. We will step aside, talk a little bit more about those undefeated Winnipeg Blue Bombers and a swing around the West Division with Darren Bombing. Coverage the Bombers for TSN 1290 in Winnipeg. Remember, James Wilder Jr. and his WWE tryout is coming up in a little bit. But Bombing and Bombers next on CFL Weekly. Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carryout specials at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Try our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings and don't forget our irresistible marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Perfect food for the big game if you're in a hurry or just because. Check out all the great deals at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Back and rolling on CFL Weekly across Canada on the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. We are delivered by Domino's, folks. Come on now. It's hot outside. You don't want to turn the oven on. going to make the whole house hot. You don't want that? Go to Domino's.ca. Pick up. Carry out. Delivery. Whatever. How about a large four-topping pizza for just $12.99? Marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Here's the great thing about the marbled cookie brownie, folks. You can have it warm. You can have it room temperature. You can put it in the fridge. It is great no matter what. The cheesy bread for dessert, boneless chicken. Check it all out at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Coming up in about uh, 10 minutes' time, we're going to have James Wilder Jr. from the Toronto Argo. Star running back, but also possible future professional wrestler. Going to talk about his WWE tryout. We'll get to some CFL fantasy tips from Ben Kramer of CFL.ca in a little bit. But first... Let's go to my guy covers the Winnipeg Blue Bombers for TSN 1290 in Winnipeg. It's Darren Bombing. Darren, how's it going, buddy? Hey, Andy. How are you, my friend? Good to talk with you. How are things? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, listen, you're Bombers. Doing pretty damn good. 30, listen, Darren, before I almost lost my mind going uh, before the break there, 31-1 to 1 over the Ottawa Red Blacks. 5-0 are the Blue Bombers. But can we put the Jonathan Jennings to bed rest that this dude's a starter? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's over. Okay? Yeah. 
Well, you know, here in Winnipeg, we've seen a lot of Dominique Davis. He was uh, Matt Nichols' backup for a couple seasons right. here. And, uh, what he's been in professional football now, Dominique Davis, for eight seasons, maybe nine. You know, time with the Atlanta Falcons, Calgary right. Stampeders, and good stretch in Winnipeg. And, and now he finally gets his first opportunity to start uh, in Ottawa. Great start to the season, 2-0, and week one, four interceptions. But he makes up for it uh, by producing three, I believe, all came on the ground, bit of a rocky, or, you know, a much better uh, start uh, in their second game uh, where uh, he, he was much more complete and responsible with the football. Injuries catch up with everybody, yeah. uh, but it's tough when it, it hits uh, a young starter or a, a new starter in Dominique Davis. Jonathan Jennings, I'll tell you what, you know, the CFL puts out a media poll every year and they've asked a question. I remember two years ago they said, if you were going to start a CFL franchise, what, what player would you want to wrap your, your team around and, and uh, form your team around? And I said Jonathan Jennings. I think I might have been the only individual who said it. But, you know, when he was 24 years old in B.C. and, and uh, had that huge season with the Lions, I thought he's young. He has arm talent unlike, you know, so many uh, professional quarterbacks, and, and especially here in the CFL. I thought he was going to be the guy, uh, maybe with some more time, to adjust, gel, and, and learn this uh, Ottawa Red Blacks run-pass option system, the RPO, um, you know, maybe he'll settle in a little bit more. But, boy, the Blue Bombers had their way with the Red Blacks back on Friday night. And I know for a fact Mike O'Shea still kicking himself now in retrospect that he took that single uh, for field position. Uh, it was probably a smart decision in-game, but when you win a game 31-1, <laughs> to 1, you, you probably, he probably would have preferred to have that shutout. Get right? the shutout. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, but you know what? As, as much as the, that win over Ottawa was impressive, like the whole year you have Matt Nichols winning the CFL Performer of the Week, gets the standing O from the Winnipeg crowd. Like This team, uh, Darren, coming in, to the season. There was so much change along and around the CFL with different quarterback movements. The Bombers almost flew under the radar because they were so consistent. Like, right now, I know we're only entering Week 7, but I don't see any weak points barring injury. And really, you look at the rest of the West, there are question marks completely up and down that division. This is the Bombers' division to lose, isn't it? Absolutely it is. You know, um, as far as coming into this season, continuity was absolutely the, the biggest indicator that the Blue Bombers would have a strong 2019 season. But they've opened the eyes of many with the way they've won football games and the decisive way that they've won football games. One of their weaker games this year was against the Edmonton Eskimos. Um, and it was still a seven-point win all the way back on, on June 27th. But defensively, they struggled. C.J. Gable ate him up for over 100 yards rushing. Um, Trevor Harris threw for over 400 yards. Uh, a lot of big explosion plays, uh, things that they look back on uh, as not being, uh, you know, the type of football that they want to play. But that's the strength of this Blue Bombers team. We'll talk about confidence in a little bit because that might be the biggest uh, advantage and, and um strength that they're showing this season but in game when uh you know the defense falters or the offense gets a little bit sluggish and and you know they're going two and out and and forcing to punt the football from their own end uh the special teams step up the defense will step up it's very impressive in watching how complete well-rounded complementary football this Blue Bombers team is playing. You're right, barring injury, um, there isn't really any weaknesses on this team, and that's a huge um, 
Uh, a huge tip of the hat to general manager Kyle Walters, now in his sixth full season as his head coach, Mike O'Shea, the job he's done in bolstering the Canadian talent, uh, finding cost-effective options to fill starting roles. That's why they had the money to sign Adam Big Hill last season after he was cut in the NFL. That's why they had the money this year to sign Willie Jefferson, an impactful player. You put him next to Adam Big Hill, look out. That's uh, two you know, maybe are the best players, regardless of position in the entire CFL, um, you know, and, and looking at the Blue Bombers schedule moving forward, they're in a stretch right now of five straight games against the East Division here in Winnipeg with an undefeated Blue Bombers team. I know the team doesn't like to look ahead. And of course, we're not looking past the four and one Hamilton Tiger Cats. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, it's going to be a marquee matchup on Friday night, coast to coast on TSN. I'm looking forward uh, to August 8th when the Calgary Stampeders come to town. Will Bo- Levi Mitchell be ready? Reports today he flew down to California to get a cortisone shot. That's that Wild West showdown I'm waiting for, uh, maybe above all else. Yeah, that's going to be funny. You know what? Hey, it's 5-0, and but the Stampeders are hanging around. That's what they want to do with Nick Arbuckle, hang around and make a strike. So Winnipeg right. can't, can't take their foot off the gas at all. When you look at the rest of this division, Darren, and in conversation with Darren Bombing on Twitter, at Darren Bombing, uh, reporter, host, uh, writer, broadcaster on TSN 1290 and Bombers game day coverage, the rest of this division, uh, Edmonton, I, I love me some Trevor Harris, but they're a little up and down. I, I like where they're at. Cody Fajardo, big wild card still, but he's impressed. BC Lions, for, come on. For, Mike Riley, I, I, I don't get it. Who's, who's Winnipeg's biggest contender? Do you feel it is Calgary once Bo Levi comes back, or is Edmonton in the mix? I think it's Calgary. You know, I look at the Edmonton Eskimos, and, and I thought one of their stronger games this season, uh, all things considered, was that seven-point loss to Winnipeg in week two or week three, rather, uh, and that was Winnipeg's second game, of course. Um, you know, I don't know if discipline is an issue. I don't know if injuries have caught up with them, but something is missing in Edmonton that has them at three and two. You know, two of those wins this season have come over the BC Lions. They beat Montreal. They lose to Montreal. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm still not, you know, convinced on the Edmonton Eskimos. We know Saskatchewan uh, doesn't have a quarterback right now. I feel defensively they're playing pretty good football. Uh, I think they're capable of being a playoff team this season, no question. BC, well, let's be frank, bit of a tire fire with the way they're trying. They got the best, maybe the best quarterback in the league, right, Andy? Right, and, and we're supposed to. Right, right. Seem to operate anything offensively with, with uh, you know, either it's the play calling or the protection. I know they're banged up on the offensive line as well. Suk Chung, the highest paid offensive lineman in the CFL, he's injured uh, right now. Their big free agent acquisition. That's why I look at Calgary. You're right. Uh, just get by. Tread water with your number right. two quarterback. Bo Levi, the first two games of the season, had a bad game, had a good game, injured. Uh, when they get him back, I, I feel the whole team is going to rally. Uh, John Huffnagel is a phenomenal general manager, maybe the best in the CFL today. They seem to just continually unearth talent and find guys to be stars uh, in this league. Uh, defensively, I think are some of the areas that they want to clean up. Uh, but, you know, maybe it's Montel Cozart uh, if it's not Nick Arbuckle or Bo Levi Mitchell. Uh, I have a lot of confidence in uh, Dave Dickinson's ability to groom his quarterbacks and have them ready to play every week. Well, and we know we all right now have a lot of confidence in the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Darren, keep doing a great job on game day coverage and all the work on TSN 1290 in Winnipeg. Thanks so much, buddy. Always good to talk to you, Andy. Have a great one. You too. There he is, Darren Bombing, TSN 1290 on Twitter, at Darren Bombing. Boy, how fun is it covering the Bombers right now? Just keep rolling along. Matt Nichols, he's just... 
Performer of the week, but typically doesn't have to wow you. You have Andrew Harris. What a stud of an organization on both sides of the ball. Just tremendous. All right, we're going to step aside and talk with James Wilder Jr. Behind the helmet, star running back of the Toronto Argonauts. We'll talk a little football, but I want to dive into his WWE tryout. Do we have a future professional wrestler, the wild man, on our hand with James Wilder Jr.? That's next on CFL Weekly. Across Canada on the TSN Radio Network, I'm Andy McNamara, coming to you from the TSN 1050 Toronto studio. You can watch live in studio here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash andymaclive. Hit me up on Twitter at andymc81. Instagram, too, at andymcsports. You guys are going to love this interview. I chatted with him a little bit earlier. It's behind the helmet with Toronto Argonauts star running back James Wilder Jr., but not just football. I get into his tryout with the World Wrestling Entertainment. Here's my chat with the Wild Man. James, a lot to get to with you, man. You've been up to a ton of stuff off-season, during the season, and this being your third CFL campaign. I got to ask you, going back to 2017 and through that, CFL players new to the league say, hey, you know what, after that second into the third year, then you really get to understand, get a feel for the game. How are you feeling through the first five games of Season 3? Oh, definitely. It takes time to uh, coming from south of the border or anywhere uh, besides camera, um, Canada. It's going to take you time to get used to the game uh, <laughs> completely. So um, I'm completely comfortable at this point um, with, with the game. Uh, starting the season off, man, uh, team-wise, you know, we're, we're starting off behind the eight ball, very similar to um, the 2017 Grey Cup season. So it looks like it's going to be that type of challenge going forward uh, for the remainder of the season uh, that we look forward to face. So with that being said, it is, it is a tough start to the year. What's the feel in that locker room? Because Ricky Ray was the guy then. He's gone. you got uh, Franklin and uh, Bethel Thompson in there. What, what's, what's the vibe on the offense? How's everybody feeling? Uh, everybody on the offense, man, we're, we're coming tighter and tighter together. Um, because uh, as we watch film, we see so much. Uh, so much that we do, and but also so much as we hurt ourselves. You know, it's not. It hasn't been a lot of teams out there that's actually stopping us. Um, it's more of us just um, giving ourselves self wounds and uh, self wounds and you know interceptions, fumbles, missed blocks. Um, what we have, the people we have out there, we could do some amazing things when, when we when we're all on the same page. So uh, that's all we've been working on is just focusing on the little details to stop shooting ourselves in the foot. So. Um, seeing that on film, we're all excited, and it, it, it keeps us close together as well. And that first win could come Thursday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, when the Argonauts travel to Edmonton to take on the Eskimos. You can watch that, of course, on TSN. Listen on TSN 1050 and TSN 1260 in Edmonton. All right, James, I, I've, I've held off as long as I can. I'm a big wrestling fan. I know you are, <laughs> all right? And listen, we've been talking. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, we've been talking through the off season a little bit, and, and I know you had to keep some things quiet in details, but now you got to tell me, and you got to, you like, I, I want to hear this story. You tried out, you went to a camp for WWE World Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, first of all, tell me how that all came about. How, like, did you contact them? Did someone contact you? How did this come about? Um, I was signed in, um, I was signed in or, you know, entered 
um, through, I, I don't know, I don't know who entered me. And um, the way that happened, I got the email that I've made it. Oh. And uh, <laughs> when I got the email, I've made it, it came in in my junk mail. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, it, it came in in my junk mail. And then um, when, it, when it came in in my junk mail, I didn't think it was real. So I called the WWE, the number they left on the bottom, and it was Mr. Paul Fair. And uh, he told me, he was like, yeah, I didn't even ask him, was it fake or real? I was just seeing how legit it was and he was asking me for my information so they could uh send me a flight to, to come to the tryout that's when i knew it was pretty legit wow. <laughs> i know i was like that's just the beginning uh, so, I, I, <laughs> so after that part i'm like okay this is legit yeah hey if they got the plane ticket that? man if they get the plane ticket you know it's real right <laughs> you know it's real yeah you know it's real they're flying me to it's either real or somebody's giving me a free trip right. to um and and Orlando, which yeah. uh, no problem. Which that is home for me, uh, right outside of Tampa. So I was not complaining either way. It was a win-win for me. Right, I- either way. So okay, so you go down. It's it, you. You've made it. It's a, a tryout now for yourself. Are you a wrestling fan from a kid? Like who was your your guy growing up? Ooh, Stone Cold was my guy growing up, man. And yes. it, believe it or not, I was a wrestling fan before I was a. Um, before I was a CF or not CFF football fan. Oh really? Um, so you know, being yeah, man, gr- growing up, man, that was obviously football. Watching my dad's highlights or me and my dad watching football together was our thing. But those Thursday, Monday, and Sunday nights, we already <laughs> those were our days, man. Yes. Oh man, those were our days. And, and growing up, that was me and my dad's thing. Just watch wrestling, man. We became big wrestling fans since then. So to actually get a you know a tryout at my childhood. You know, dream was, it was surreal. I was like, oh, man, this can't be real. And once I found out it was real, I started taking advantage of it. I started training. I started doing wrestling training, make sure I'm super conditioned for it, um, watching a lot of YouTube videos, talking mm-hmm. to Mr. Paul Fair, who's the uh, official scout there on what I could work on to get better. That's um, incredible. And a stone-cold a stone cold guy, yes. The, now, when you were getting ready and training, Tell me a little bit about the difference in training that you saw recommended compared to football, because obviously it's it's a different skill set. You're doing different things. How is the training different? Uh, the training was um, the training is different. Uh, football, you're doing short, shorter drills, little seven second drills, maybe going through the cone drills, route, um, short you know short short burst. Uh, with the WWE, it's a lot of they told me you know, your muscles have to be conditioned, like. Hmm. Condition. He said some wrestling matches could take 25 minutes, 30 minutes, and they're just going the whole time. No water break, no right. nothing. So uh, that's when I amped up. I don't know if you noticed on Twitter, that's when I amped up and started running those um, three miles, so 3.2 miles every day. That's <laughs> to right. To get myself conditioned. For, yeah, for sure. And then I, I lost my weight um, from 230, 230 pounds. I got to the tryout. I was 217 pounds, like two. 17.6 or something like that was the official weight. So I dropped 15 pounds for the WWE. Jeez. And um, no, man, I, I took it serious. Yeah, man, I took it seriously. And um, they uh, told me they loved everything they've seen from me. So we'll see. Um, we'll see when the time when the time comes for me after the season um, to give myself options to see if they're interested and um, see if I wanted to weigh out my options. But for now, uh, you know, as I explained to them, I'm, I'm focused on um, the CFL turning this. Thing around and uh, getting us in position to win a great cup.
Absolutely. And on Twitter, of course, you can follow James at I am underscore Wilder 32. You can get him on Instagram as well. Uh, so, okay, James, so you go down, you're, you're training, you're getting your body in condition. As you said, yeah, you're, it's more of a, almost more of like a marathon feel to it because you want to you put yourself in condition to be able to be like the nature boy, Ric Flair, go, go do those hour marathons, right, baby? You got to do that. You got to get ready. <laughs> you gotta be that. You gotta be that, or you'll always be a behind the scenes guy. That's right. That's right. So, okay. So you got that when you went in. As far as now, what when you were watching film, what were you and studying? What were you thinking as far as a finisher, your talking style, good guy, baby face or heel? Because even though I know, you know, it's all about the training. You know, we're all human. I know you're thinking what your finisher is going to be. What, how are you going to talk? What your persona? What's a James Wilder Jr. finisher? Are you going stunner? Are you going a submission? What are we talking? Off the top? So, the, so the, starting off from the beginning, the song that I was going to come out to was uh, Born to be Wild. Done, yes. I, was, I don't know if you know that song. It's oh, a real course. super classic song. Oh, yeah. Song. Yeah. Born to be Wild, uh, that was going to be my coming out song. Uh, my flex thing that I do during the CFL, I was going to bring that over to football. Um, that's really Hawk Hogan. You know, Hawk oh. Hogan is from the Tampa Bay area. Yes. Uh, so, he was, that's, that's Hawk Hogan inspired. Um, <laughs> I wanted to be – well – I wanted to be the, the man of the people, um, how The Rock started off. Um, this is what I was explaining to the WWE uh, with the Stone Cold attitude, though. Oh. So, uh, the whole tri- yeah, the whole tryout, tri- um, I've been the good guy, cheering everybody on, you know, being that leader and stuff. And uh, they switched it up for me, uh, switched it up on me. Uh, the promo, the promo part, uh, they told me the script that they gave me. They only give you 12 minutes to go over your script. Oh, really? uh, the script that they gave me was um, the heel. So I had to actually be the bad guy in Ooh. front of um, Mark Henry and everything. Yeah, they switched really? it up on me. Um, they told me they wanted to see if I could do it. So they gave me 12 minutes to, um, 12 minutes to you know, go over my script. And then um, you come out, you come down the ramp, the fireworks, everything is just like if the match is what? real. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. And Mark Henry's there. You're in front of all these Hall of Famers. And you have to, you have to perform. You know, you have to perform because uh, they said that's, that's bigger than being conditioned, um, even conditioned. Yeah. Uh, we had a guy in there who was a bodybuilder. He was like, oh, he's automatically going to make it. And um, I wouldn't dare say his name, but, in, but you know, he went out there and um, he, he couldn't talk. He had to go back into the locker room. He just froze up um, when they right. gave him his script and gave him his mic. So it's, it, takes, it takes both, man. It takes both. And then when you're tired, you have to be able to, you know, it, 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 it's – entertainment you know it's entertainment you can't be tired forgetting your lines you know things like that so it got real though man it got Jeez. real that's incredible so you got to keep your head now you played in front of tens of thousands of people college pros was this a different type of nervous for you was this a different type of feeling it was it was i'm not gonna i'm yeah. not gonna lie and yeah. i think that's just because um like i said even by the time I got to college, um, I think I was, well, we were probably 18 years old. I've been playing football since I was six. So at that time, I've still been playing, I've still been playing football for about 12 years already. So I was used to it. But, uh, and comfortable, comfortable with what, what I was doing. Right. And the WWE, even though I was training, I was still, I mean, I'm still kind of new to the, you know, the physical part of it. So I wasn't really all the way comfortable. So that, that, that added a little bit of nervousness. Even though I knew I was conditioned enough, I knew I put in the work. Uh, just a little bit nervous just because it was um, a little uncomfortable and it was new. 
That's uh, I'm I'm loving this. So they give you the heel script. You go over and, and part of it too. Yeah, you're wrestling. You got to keep the facial expressions. It's a whole it's a whole other angle to this thing. So you're cutting the promo. You got the physique, obviously, and the and the athleticism. How do you feel? It went like and and what was did you get any feedback from the likes of Mark Henry? By the way, James, I got to meet him. There's a charity event I did the play-by-play TV for in Kingston in June, and Mark Henry was there, and I got to meet him. Hell of a guy. Um, so oh, what? what you like, see how big his neck is? I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I he, he patted me, James. He patted me on the back. I almost went into the pavement. I could. <laughs> Man, I, I shook his hand, and his fingers was like at my elbow. Right? <laughs> he's a huge guy. That's a huge human being. That is a big dude. Hey, so, like, did you get any, any feedback, any stuff? Like, how was that interaction after you were done your work? I got great feedback. They told me they loved – they said the thing that they loved the most was uh, was my leadership skills. Nice. Uh, they could tell I was conditioned. Um and they said if if it's something that I really um I really am serious with they 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 see me could do big things with the with, with that Ooh. career and um that that was what and that was exciting that was exciting wow. to hear that um I just told them hey look thank you thank you thank you um you know they did they did say they would say you're a little raw on things obviously because you're new at it sure um they was like we have the best trainers in the world we can get those little things fixed you know those smaller details fixed for sure but uh, they were excited about the leadership skills and coming in conditioned and how much I knew about the wrestling background. Awesome. So, wow. I was, I couldn't hold back. I was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. That means everything to, uh, you know, to hear that from you guys. Oh, so, man. Uh, right now, I'm going to focus up on the, yeah, I'm going to focus up on the, focus up on the um, football season, and then they're going to bring me back in. They're going to bring me back in. Um, I'm sure I'll have to do uh, the whole tryouts and stuff again to, obviously, it's a year later to see if I'm healthy, can do, right. do the stuff, you know, so, but. Um, yeah, they already announced that they're bringing me back, uh, bring me back in whenever I'm ready, and uh, we can move on from there. James, that is incredible. Listen, man, okay, I, I want, I want to be uh, documenting this along the way with you because this is a heck of a story to keep track of. So you know what? Keep in touch with us here, and we will track this and and help promote you in any way possible, man. You got. Uh, you got me on your side here, brother. Thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, yeah. I already know. I appreciate it. You always got my back. You'll be the first person I update yes. uh, if I get any official news. Awesome. All right, James. Well, good luck the rest of the year. We'll talk to you real soon. All right. Thank you. There he is, James Wilder Jr. I don't know about you guys. This is going to be a pro wrestler. I can feel it. I can feel it. Wild man in WWE. Let's put that out to the universe. How about that? How cool would that be? James Wilder Jr. Argos taking on the Edmonton Eskimos uh, Thursday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on TSN. Trying to get that first win of the season. We'll take the break on the other side. Need help with your CFL fantasy team, your roster for DraftKings, for TSN? I got you. Ben Kramer from CFL.C and Daily Roto next on CFL Weekly. Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carryout specials at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Try our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings and don't forget our irresistible marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Perfect food for the big game if you're in a hurry or just because. Check out all the great deals at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Back to wrap up 
Another edition of CFL Weekly as we get ready for Week 7 in the Canadian Football League. I'm Andy McNamara, and you're listening across the TSN radio network. I'm coming to you from the TSN 1050 studio in Toronto. We're delivered by Domino's. Go get yourself a large four-topping pizza for just $12.99. Check out all the great delivery and carryout specials at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Give us a follow on Twitter at AndyMC81, Instagram at AndyMCSports. And you can see behind the scenes on Twitch, twitch.tv slash AndyMacLive. Let's get to some fantasy talk from CFL.ca, from Daily Roto. It's my guy, Ben Kramer. Ben, how's it going, buddy? It's a good day, man. Good talk to you. Absolutely. Listen, let's get to this Week 7 action. And when we were chatting a little bit before the show, typically, you know, we, we try to maybe get one big player each week on the price tag, whether it's on your DraftKings lineup or the TSN lineup. But you try to find those value guys. This week, uh, we're looking at Andrew Harris, Winnipeg at Hamilton, and possibly even doubling down on a big name like Brandon Banks. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I think it's one possible lineup construction this week. It's hard to imagine getting three players in there over 10,000 or even two, 000, two players over 10,000 like Harris is at 10,200 on DraftKings or Banks at almost 11,000 at 10,700. Usually it's unthinkable to try and stuff both of those in there in a cash game lineup or even a GPP, but this week with the values that they've got priced with Malik Irons at only 3900 on DraftKings and Crockett at only 4600 both of them are pretty criminally underpriced and allow you to manage to shove in a whole lot of those top-tier players if you're playing some cash games. So we have to go back to quarterback as we usually do, right? And, and finally, we've seen, at least on the CFL game, uh, Mike Riley's reign at the top of the Price tag for fantasy football is over. It is Trevor Harris taking it in at just over $11,500. Jeremiah Masoli after him, then Riley, and then you go uh, Matt Nichols, Nick Arbuckle for starters, and you go down from there. Uh, Who are you liking quarterback-wise? Because if we're going with the big names, we're going to have to come down a little bit somewhere. Yeah, Harris is on top of the projections versus Toronto this week. That defense is still giving up almost 10 yards an attempt through the air and giving up more than their share of touchdowns through the air as well. And with the volume that Edmonton plays at and their ability to air it out with the group of receivers they've got, Harris is going to top the projections pretty clearly by about a point and a half over anybody else. After him, though, it comes Cody Fajardo. And on CFL TSN Fantasy, he's almost half the price of Harris. So it's going to be pretty tough to get around playing Fajardo in most people's lineups this week as he comes in at only 6800 on TSN Fantasy. And on DraftKings, he's still really cheap over there by their pricing scale at only 9000 which is about 2000 less than most of the other quarterbacks. If we're looking at the BC Lions at 1 and 5, the rematch, right? Are you are you touching anybody really out of out of the BC Lions here like there's there's the odd option but there's it just seems like I feel with how bad they've been playing Similar to the Argos, I'm a little snake, but I don't know who, who I want to want to get to on the BC Lions. Well, a lot of people got burned this last week with Brandon Rutley starting the game yes. after John White had topped the depth chart all week. There is some muttering that maybe it was reported somewhere, but really it just was kind of under the radar for everybody. So it's hard to know what BC is going to do with their backfield this week. You don't really want to touch White or Rutley for that reason. And yeah, there's not too much that you want from the BC Lions. I don't think Mike Riley wants too much from the 
the BC Lions right now <laughs> either, unfortunately. It's really not gone his way this year. I think Brian Burnham is an option, whether it's on DraftKings at 8400 or on CFL TSN at just under 8000 The guy is still going to get his seven to nine targets a game with the opportunity to get downfield for a touchdown. Saskatchewan still gives up a fair bit of yardage through the air for as much of his pressures they were able to bring against Riley this last week. Burnham had a couple of great deep plays, and he's kind of a contrarian option for people who are looking for something under the radar. What about someone like a Shaquille Johnson? He had 14.8 uh, fantasy, or no, 13.4 fantasy points on the CFL TSN game last week. He's if you're looking for a plug, like I'm filling out my lineup, he's 31,100 or 3,114 dollars at receiver. That might, you know, maybe the average is single digits, but heck, if he popped once, maybe he could do it again. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get, right? I think that Shaq Evans at just over 6000 for Saskatchewan is a good option. you got the other Shaq for BC in that game right. as well that could also be playing. You just don't know exactly what you're going to get on a given week. And, and when you look at somebody, again, like Deron Carter, who the name kind of draws you in, and you have to think, okay, what, what are we going to get? Uh, it had, uh, what, 13 and a half? Last week, that's sandwiched in between two single-digit performances and, ele- and then three straight in the low double digits. It's just, again, is the 4200 price tag for Duran Carter, is that something you would take a flyer on, or would you, if you're going to pick a BC guy, like, at a value, you said Burnham, but, but uh, Shaquille Johnson, like, is, is Duran Carter in that range? Is his price tag okay to take a shot on in Week 7? You know, it's not terrible, but for the most part, I think with Deron Carter, it's a setting on my washing machine somewhere between whitest whites and delicates. <laughs> I think he's pretty much washed at this point. There isn't well a whole done. lot left in the tank. He hasn't had good rates as far as points per attempt for about two and a half years now. He's down in the rates that you are looking for from field-side wide receivers, guys that don't enter into fantasy consideration for the most part. And I think if it wasn't for his name value and the massive targets that he's getting, he wouldn't be in the conversation at all anymore. No, I'm with you. And when we look at the defensive side, uh, I'm, I'm like in Edmonton, 35-31. It's not one of those ridiculous five or $6,000 price tags, at least on the TSN CFL game. Uh, what defense are you liking on your draftings? And on the CFL side, is Edmonton uh, make some sense against the Argos, who, let's face it, you know. Yeah, I think on draftings, you've got a few good options this week. You can take the Stampeders versus Ottawa, and we saw what they were doing on offense last week, which was really not much at all, with under 100 yards passing and one point on offense. I think any time that you can get a defense versus is that that's already a good defense that's certainly a great option on DraftKings it's still affordable it's priced up at the top at 5400 but that still can be fit into a lineup after that you can drop down to the Eskimos that are 5300 on DraftKings but are much more affordable like you said on CFL TSN Fantasy in that 3k range where you kind of hit that sweet spot between upside that they can do to produce from sacks and turnovers and also points prevention as we just don't expect a whole lot out of that Toronto offense. No, not at all. Uh, all right, Ben. Great stuff, buddy. Tell people where they can find your work, where they can get uh, get the tips. And, and, hey, you're open on Twitter. If you have any CFL fantasy questions, you can hit them up at Benjamin. But tell people where they can find you. Yeah, you can find our weekly projections articles on CFL.ca and the fantasy section. My DraftKings write-ups are on DailyRoto.com slash CFL. And you can find me on Twitter anytime at Ben Yaman.
Definitely. And, of course, we have our CFL Weekly DraftKings.com contest. You'll send out the email. Check it out at Benjamin at AndyMC81 on Twitter, the CFL Weekly League, and on the TSN.ca CFL Fantasy League. Go to the league, type in CFL Weekly, jump in there as well. A ton of fun. Thank you so much, buddy. We'll do it again next week. Yeah, great chatting with you, Andy. All right, there he is, Ben Kramer, as he said, at Benjamin on Twitter. Great CFL Fantasy tips from CFL.ca and Daily Roto. So, again, folks, give me a follow on twitch.tv slash Live on Twitter at AndyMC81 and Instagram at AndyMCSports. We are delivered by Domino's. The action kicks off Thursday with Calgary into Ottawa, then Toronto versus Edmonton Thursday night, the Lake game at 9.30, Winnipeg into Hamilton. Can't wait for that one. Friday night, 7 o'clock. And then 7 Eastern on Saturday, the rematch, Saskatchewan into Vancouver to take on the BC Lions. That will do it. Thank you. If you hey, and you know what? If you missed any of the show, you can check iTunes, go on your local TSN radio station site under shows. You'll see it right there. Catch the live video on twitch.tv slash Andy Mac Live. Great stuff, everybody. Enjoy the games. You've been listening to CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network.